Hello. Did I bring a lighter? <laughs> I All still have right. to load the weed. I didn't know we were actually starting starting now. I told you I was back up. Tell your friends we're never aboard. You haven't heard it like this before. Yes, it's time to explore the things we care for. And though your jaw may hit the floor, we're still the weirdos you adore. We're the weirdos next door. Hello, this is Novi, he, him. And this is Nicole, they, she. And together we are the oh, weirdos, weirdos next, next door. door. Yeah, that's a great one. I love that. We are losers. Hello, everybody. Um, we uh, actually um, will have just published our our um, our intro to uh, to this series, this little mini-sode uh, around specifically homesteading, and um, sort of like we talked about the you know a bit of the whys and where the whys and what fors and all that kind of stuff. What our um, plans are. Now we're going to be talking about some of the, you know, actual specifics. We're going to do a d- deeper dive into our, you know, each area. And, you know, the first one we're going to talk about is our little chicky burbs. Chicky burbs. Yes, we are now um, chicken farmers. Ch- chicken uh, raisers. We, we have, we have, a, um, we have livestock. Yes, it, well, yes you, we do. You know, you say, you say livestock and it's like you, 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 you don't. I don't think of chickens. You think of like a cow or a cow, pig. Pig. And I don't even think of, I don't think of it as horse even because, no. right? Because usually like You think of it as, it, it's, it's stock. It's stock. stock is it, money. It, exactly. Right. Livestock. Okay. You know, you can't eat horse meat. I mean. We, Leo did it. We do eat horse meat. Horses. We, we, have, we eat. Gelatin. If you eat jello, you eat horses. Well, not even just jello. Anything that's gelatin. Gel- gelatinous. Mm-hmm. So, gelatinous. So you're talking, uh, I did, I did. Sour Patch Kids are vegan. Hey, shout out to my, my bestie vegan friend out there. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, sorry. I was, I, I, Sour you, Patch? You said, you said vegan and I sort of like zoned out. Oh, okay, so, so. Sour Patch Kids are vegan. <laughs> Well, so my my responsibility in in our our cemetery movies might just be Sour Patch Kids and Oreos now. The, well, I think the, the, the vegan sugar. We'll, we'll also, well, you'll need the weed so that I always um, have she, weed so, with me. so that she can polish off the uh, um, um, the whole bag and just kind it of. It feels like, so bad. I got my friend so high the other totally night. Totally bogarted the whole bag. Didn't share with anybody. She shared. Did not. She, she pretend, shared. Pretended to share. But like we, I was there. No, I don't intend those things. So like those there were. Um, you should totally attend with us one of these times. Never, ever. Um, but what he's talking about is, uh, a couple friends and I went to, uh, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in, um, Hollywood, of course, and did a cemetery movie over the weekend. And it was awesome. We went and saw, what well, it was the Adams Family this week. Oh, you know, I forgot to ask, uh, were y'all masked the entire time? We were not masked the entire time. Were you um, outside of six feet radius of of of, of strangers to uh, your bubble? I mean, honestly, not not really. Hmm. Um, but because it it was an outdoor event and there there was actually a lot of wind, like I don't feel there was a good amount of breeze. Yeah, this is my question. Like, does the virus float around and like does it have to like? I mean, it could like it could like whip by. It could be a little molecule. Whatever, like floating in the wind, going, whew, whew, 
right? And like a whole bunch of wind. Yeah, your wind you think is like blowing it all away, but maybe it could be blowing it right up your nose. No, I totally get it. And probably on the the next one, I will probably wear my my mask a lot more. Well, you've been around me. I have been around you. It's been almost, it's been like three days now. But like, again, it's a, it's an outdoor event. I'm not coming into like direct contact with someone. Um, There has been a 500% increase. There has been. And COVID related. In uh, in LA County. So if. They have instituted the indoor mask at all times policy again. So, um, and they haven't really done that here uh, in, in our county, which we will not name. But, uh, but, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but they have not said that they have they, they said like, eh, it might be a good idea to wear it, but they haven't come around to like actually yeah. doing it. I mean, it's not like we, we do much. We pretty much grocery shop and. Oh, we're picking up, picking up dinner. I just, I told you, I was like, when I came yeah. back out, it was like the whole restaurant was like packed. There were not, you know, last time we were in a restaurant, we were sitting like. Uh, on a know, patio. Well, on a patio, but like two tables reserved, two tables away mm-hmm. from everybody else, even on top of that. And so to like be yeah, like. Yeah, it, it feels a little weird to see mm, people like so, so sitting, quickly being comfortable going back to normal. They're sitting in booths and they're sitting, they're sitting fucking back to back, right? They're essentially, their mouths are like, like three feet away. They could be like they're almost spitting in each other's faces, but just had me spitting in the wrong direction. Sorry, I've been a lot of S's here. I'll have to take that on me in the post edit. Um, but what was I going to say? We're, we're talking about chickens. Let's we get, we were talking about chickens, yes. but we somehow got into, the, the, uh, oh, oh, horses, gelatin, sour yes, patch kids. Yes, 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 yes. Cemetery movie. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, 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 but yeah, one of my uh, one of my best friends is vegan. Yeah. So I had to make sure that I had snacks for her. So, so. we brought up horses because, you know, American, you know, general Americans are, are like hypocrites. They judge people who eat like things that they don't eat. Mm-hmm. And it's what you fucking grew up with, man. Anyway, so we got chicky burbs. Why do we get chicky burbs? Because they're stupid cute. Yeah. But like, honestly, I think it, it, it's been part of our desire to be more self-sustaining and eventually like... We talked about it in our in our intro. the The dream, of course, is to own a little pot, plot of land and yeah. you know be able to have have more than our four chickens that we've already gone over. But we're not going to talk about that. See, um, I, I I vary on the miser scale. Um, from you know, so it, it kind of depends, right, on, on certain topics and what, what what's at stake. But you know, generally from thrifty to to like you know, to cheapskate, you know, that kind of stuff. Just um. And for I like me, that that's your range, thrifty to cheapskate. On the miser range. Um, I just I just coined that, by the way. Mm-hmm. And that just, I, I, okay, dang. My goal has been to coin a word or phrase during every episode, and I've just done that. But now I'll try to top myself and do it again. But what was I talking about? Miser range. Yeah, yeah. No, but what was it Thrifty to cheapskate, oh, yes, why we have shipping. Yes. <laughs> uh, because uh, <laughs> I've been seeing the prices of eggs go up. Oh, definitely. And Without a doubt. And I... I love me ovals. I like it. I love it. You know I love it. We go through a lot of eggs. I eat a lot of eggs. It's not like it's not like I'm like you know Rocky Balboa and like guzzling six raw eggs, yeah. which I've never tried. My dad has done that. He's he's way cooler than me, but uh, um, I really love my. I like them runny. I like them soft. We we typically go through about three dozen eggs every two weeks. 
Yeah, you know, it's like it's ex it's extra protein and it's you know even it's, even more if I'm baking. You know, if I'm baking, then we run out of eggs even faster. Well, how quickly do you use eggs? I mean, qu quicker than I eat at them? Eh, it's more that I make large batches of things. Oh, that's true. I mean, even even just like my single pound cake uses six eggs. Okay. And we use up a lot when we do deviled eggs, but we haven't done deviled eggs in I was a while. thinking about that today. I was like, mm, these, these eggs. eggs should be old enough to where they would boil really well. <laughs> Uh, you better do it before I eat them. I can do that. All right. But All yeah, right. so we got we got chicky burps to uh, supply our egg habit, apparently. Um. <laughs> Which I don't really know if we're going to like really save any money. We're obviously not saving money up front. Because oh, definitely not. Didn't you say there's like in some of the uh, um, the, the, the backyard chicken forums, <clears throat> um, people like like they're, they're showing their first day. So like, this is my five thousand dollar egg. Oh, oh yeah, there was a whole thread about uh, show me how expensive your first egg was, and so it was like this is my three thousand dollar egg. This was my free egg. This is you know free egg meaning they built all of their their stuff with reclaimed things that they didn't buy. They got their chicks for free, like whatever. They had spent no money all the way up to investing multiple thousands of dollars into getting your 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 stuff started. And you rationalize that because those are just startup costs. Yes, right? yeah. it's, the start, start, <clears throat> investment. it's the investment. It's the investment. So I know how you like to crunch numbers, and so I'm expecting a, 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 a some sort of like... Uh, um, oh, you're wanting an itemized thing like I did for a renovation? No, 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 no. I'm talking about... Well, yes, but it, more of a... that's not going to happen. I don't even know where those receipts are. More of a... More of a... Um, like a cost analysis. Cost... Uh, um, benefit analysis, right? So, like, at what point do do we start... Do, do we flip the tables and we're actually making money? See, but how... Mm. Because we have so many eggs, we're going to be selling them, right? Or tr bartering them for... Bartering uh, them for things, ideally. Yeah. Um, but, at like, I don't know. I guess the area that hangs me up on that is... I guess that that's the accounting brain of... Uh, uh, is it cash base or um, accrual-based accounting? Do we consider... Okay, uh, that was just window over trees to Oh, me. no, I totally understand. So, so that's that's what I'm about to get to. We bought that lumber in 2020. So does that ex that expense carry over into our 2021 things? Or is that just last year's expense that, that's out the window? Or are we seeing the lumber that we bought last year, you know, we're putting $300 into our expense? Or are we seeing that that lumber is free because we paid for it last year? Hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I think you you can you can base it on a per project basis. So so yeah, that's again that's where the accounting brain is like. So I would say it was like regardless of what when the when the um, when the materials required to produce or something um, were acquired, it's it's when they're implemented and what was the overall cost for that, that project. That's when you officially break counted, down that cost. Right. Right. Okay. That seems to make the most sense to me. But the beautiful thing about this is we can actually say we had a, a, a lower startup cost because the price of lumber We bought our lumber year, before it went up yeah, exponentially. Yeah. And thanks and, th and thanks to my ADHD and never getting around to like the 15 wood projects that I had. It's like I didn't have my, my shop set up. It's like, See, it's our like, ADHD works for us. 
in that case, it, it proved beneficial, yes, because by the time I developed the uh, um, the the spoons to to actually build it, and, now, and if if we hadn't gotten the check-ins, you wouldn't be doing all this woodwork right now. I wouldn't be going that. Cr- I wouldn't be going that crazy. Yeah. But now I feel a lot of pressure because the you- fuckers are in the house. They're, they're, right. they're okay. in your grow room. <clears throat> well, they're in my they're in my grow tent, which is which also you know we, we showed a, we mentioned we I think we showed a picture of that on our Instagram, right? I think we did. Yes. Yeah, our Instagram is um, the Weirdos Next Door podcast. Yes. So check us go out. Go check us out. Go give us a, a follow. Yes, please. Um, and and speaking of which, uh, we are um, looking into starting our own Patreon. Yes. And a coffee. I want to call it fucking Kofi because K O dash F I. You know, it's like S O dash F I, SoFi. It's like it's SoFi. It's not Safi. So it's, like, it's like it's like it's like. Are you ready? No, I have a Safi. You're such a. Oh. <laughs> oh wait, I have. Oh, which one, which button is that? Okay, here we go. It's it's a. Oh yes, hey, you gotta write that yes, time. Yes, I did. I got Good job. I haven't changed it at all. Job. Shut up. All right, here we go. <laughs> now, um, have we talked a little about why? I, I think also like. They're fucking cute. They're fucking They're filthy as hell. Stupid cute. St- they, they, they just walk around like, walk around. Oh, they, steps, they poop. Like shitting everywhere. They poop so much. Oh, God. But they're stupid cute. And they do. They have their little personalities. Um, I think at this point we have been chicken owners for almost a month now. I think we got Michael on June 23rd. It has not been a month. It has like been almost been like, a month oh, in, really? in just a couple days. <sighs> Um, yeah, it's going to be four weeks tomorrow, actually. So I'm really dragging my feet on because I was building this coop before. I started building this coop before. I have been. I've been really slow. I've been, you know, um, if I were to, like, phrase it properly, like, to my parents, I would say, I'm being methodical. Mm, yeah. I am, you know how they always say, you know, measure twice, cut once? Well, you know, I'm, like, thinking about it, like, 50,000, 60,000 times overnight, keeping me up. Um, and then I, I might like cut a piece of wood. I actually, I mean, no, I'll draw it. I'll draw, I'll draw it yeah, out. I, and then I, think about you it. started on the plans early, but you didn't really start the build until, um, your, your kid was here. And that was. Oh, wait, wasn't I already. I forget. Was that the week after? Was that when I started? Was that when I started cutting wood? I think so. That was the you officially started like the weekend after. I want to say. Hmm. Yeah, because then then we had July Fourth weekend, and then yeah. Yeah, but uh, um. So you you still started afterwards. You had been starting on the plans, but. There's also there's also the fertilizer bit. Yes, the shit is like shit. It's it's. Garden gold. That's that's what I hear, and it better start producing, or these chickens have become roosted roosters. I mean, if our tomato harvest without it is any indication of what we have going on here, and we're actually going to um, um, have them run around underneath um, the avocado and lime trees. Yes. So those and those trees are super established. And we actually cut back our lime tree, which we'll talk about, you know, as uh, um, in one um, of our future, future, episodes. yes, because um, like we're just, you know, clearing. Yeah, you know, when you homestead, you have to clear space 
for more pro for more like you know beneficial crops or or adapt existing things to be more manageable more manageable more beneficial yeah. to both yeah. itself and you yeah so okay so the so the two primary reasons that you know the two rational like common sense reasons are like you know we really um we, we go we, through a lot of eggs. We go through a lot of eggs, and we, we kind of like the idea of this organic, and we control what's going in. And mm-hmm. now that we know what's going in, fuck, we're feeding them fucking mealworms and shit. So it's like... Yeah, they're getting the uh, good bugs. They are get they got lots of kale today. So they're processing that. Oh, God. They can eat the kale, and I'll get the kale's benefits by eating their eggs. Mm, yeah. That's how it works, right? Yeah, totally. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, that's totally how it works. So there's that. And then there's the fertilizer. Um, eggs, the fertilizer, and of course um, the third one would be meat. But we're we're not quite there yet. I don't yet. think we're there. Yeah, we just so because there. you have developed such an attachment to these, that would be like the fifth reason, or the maybe the first reason, because you like pets, you like little animals. I do like animals, but like I I don't know. Like I feel like my my relationship with them is it, it's different than my my relationships with the the three house idiots that we have um I, th- I think it still taps into your maternal instincts you know i resent you for that <laughs> but it's true i mean sure like yeah i i because i don't want bio humans like yeah i i do i enjoy my your 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 my, my fur I pets. Say, I was gonna say fur. No, wait, because I now you have fur and feather. I do have fur. And so, feather. so my my f- fauna. You know, I always have to think like, wait, wait is that the flower shit? Or no, is that's that like flora. The oh, I know. No, that's what I'm saying. I know, so my, but my, I have to my fauna have, babies. Your fauna. <laughs> no, wait, it's gotta be something else. It can't be like I, fauna works, but it makes people if people like to think about it. I don't know. At this point, I just call Rocket a house hippo. He's just a pig, horse dog. Um, so we talked about that, and what did we start doing? Because we, you know, we, whenever we, whenever we talk about something, hey, how about even something? And we always think of the weirdest shit. Mm-hmm. Of course, why? Weirdos next, next door. door. Uh, we started watching a lot of YouTube, as yeah. one does in this day and age. Yep. And started doing the research and um, was it YouTube's and I didn't you checked out blogs yeah um, and books we got some we got a couple books yeah you uh, you added some books to our 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 cart that yes. eventually just showed up and I've read yes um, uh, what, what are they you want to like kind of talk about them really quickly like what sort of benefits you got from them um so the I mean, as far as the books that I can, I can say, um, I've, I've finished one of them and that one is the chicken chicks guide to backyard chickens, um, by Kathy Shea Mormino. And she is also, um, responsible for the blog, the chicken chick. Um, it was a, a really great, just like overview one one level of, of book, um, going through some of, you know, the, the common sicknesses you might deal with, you know, picking out your chickens, how to take care of chicks, how to, you know, do all of these things. So it was really interesting to, to just kind of go through, um, even though, I mean, we got the book after we'd already gotten the chickens, but it was, it was kind of as, as, as one does. Yeah. But at that point we'd already done a crap ton of research. Um, I think some of, uh, our favorite YouTubes have been, um, Okabode, 
uh, Stony Ridge Farmer and Justin Rhodes. Um, so they, they have been really helpful. Um, Okabode, she is a like small level homesteader. I think they, they just purchased a, a piece of land and are going to be building a, a property here soon, which is pretty cool for them. Um, Stony Ridge Farmer, they have a, a, a farm and a homestead and it's just like a little, little family farm. And same with um, Justin Rhodes, who I think they actually did a documentary, like the Great American Farm Tour like uh, a few years ago <clears throat> and have since like returned back to their their plot of land and and, you know, are taking what they learned into consideration, which is pretty cool. Um, and one of the most helpful forums uh, across the board um, for backyard chickens is backyardchickens.com. Um, it gets plugged in. A crap ton of Facebook groups, which are also incredibly helpful. Uh, but pretty much anything you can go in and search and something's going to pop up if you're having an issue with your babies. Um, if you're having an issue, if you're looking into some sort of, um, you know, if you have a question about something, anything like Backyard Chickens, that forum is an incredible wealth of knowledge. Hmm. I think I'd check out that forum, too. Yeah, it it's when when you like Google something about chickens, yeah, it's, it's typically one chicken. of the first things that pops up. Yeah, yeah. So then, from mullet research, we realized there are a crap ton of different kinds of chicken breeds, and for different kinds of things like like meat. Egg, they they don't egg, just egg all look like the Kellogg chicken. Hybrid. Those would be the. Foghorn leghorns. Leghorns. Yeah. Those are the foghorn leghorns. Mm-hmm. What? Something like that. They're the foghorns, right? I know they're the leghorns. I don't remember if it's foghorn leghorn. That's the that's the Warner Brothers. Yeah, I'm like, isn't that a, a Lo- Looney Tunes? Yeah. Um. So yeah, we started like watching some some YouTubes and like watching some of the ones that were like the favorite, you know, my favorite five chicken breeds or uh, you know best tipper you know chickens with the best temperament things like that because when we, we were we didn't want asshole chickens yeah i think when we were discussing like what our priorities were we were leaning towards temperament uh egg laying ability and egg color okay prioritize which do you think which to you was was, was the most important egg color egg color mm. <laughs> I mean, temperament and egg color, those are actually probably tied for for top. Uh, you know, for me, um, you know, um, being pretty pretty heavily weighted on the miser scale, um, mine was like, mine actually was, which one's going to give me the most fucking eggs for the minimal amount of food? Yeah, no, I definitely recognized that when you were looking through the catalog <laughs> and you saw the feed, feed to conversion ratio was... <laughs> Yeah, you're talking my language. You're like, ooh, yeah. It's like, ooh, mm, baby, yeah. Keep talking that to me. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, but it, when when that was, those were your comments when you were flipping through the catalog. <laughs> you know, I don't even remember saying that, but like that's so ingrained. You're like, like, yep, that sounds about right. F- fucking R O I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Return on like, like, I believe it. I was like, uh, oh, that's, see, that's 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 that that is like you know. Um, many decades in in the corporate you know world and yeah like marketing and like always saving money investments and how to cut corners and do this well and, and i that. think that's also part of your upbringing i mean you've told me stories about your mom where she would just like slap a bill on the counter and be like nope that that's all i'm paying for it 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This is a woman that um, I caught multiple times washing paper plates in the kitchen. I'm like, Mom, those are paper plates. You throw those away. Like, no, they're plenty good. Still good. Like, shh, look at this. And, like, actually, the coated ones do last. The, the like, coated ones totally. As long as you're not, like, soaking them or putting them in the washer. So, like, okay, I'll give you that. You can get maybe two uses. And also, if it's, like, a Pop-Tart, come on. I mean, how messy. Unless it, like, has an explosion on your plate. Yeah, it's not gonna... What do you do to your Pop-Tart? Well, I like to, I like to, like. Smash? No, I like to, I like to, like. Like break them in half, but I'll put against the um, the, the plate, mm. so like they'll they'll separate, so you can see like you know like essentially mm-hmm. like you know road rash, and then and then I can then I, and then I can like flip it over and like <laughs> if, if it's not too hot, if it's too hot, I've made a mistake and it's burning my tongue. <coughs> so I do try to go a little bit, and then I flip mm-hmm. it on my tongue, and I get like it's like it's like mm, it's sweet and like crunch, and get like the the carby. Yeah, it's it's this. This is what I do in the morning when you're like sleeping in to like you know. Two, you have two a a very special experience with your pop tarts. <laughs> Got it. I, I need a tart sometimes, you know. Hey, I don't blame you. Anyway, so so speaking of the catalog, so um, even if you don't order through them because we did not, uh, the Murray McMurray Hatchery catalog is pretty comprehensive it is pretty awesome um it it goes through all of the the breeds that they as a hatchery have um and and we're talking a crap ton of birds not just chickens we're talking turkeys ducks guineas game birds whatever you could possibly want hummingbirds if it comes out of an egg that we typically eat they probably got oh, it. Oh, see, you added the typically Yeah, eight. yeah, I did. So I'm talking like quail eggs. Uh, not hummingbirds. Not, not hummingbirds, like I don't think. Hummingbird. How big are hummingbird eggs? Because I feel like they're probably really tiny. Would, it be, would they be like caviar then? I feel like they're probably very small. Uh, yeah, so they'd be like, 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 or not caviar, but maybe more like, you know, uh, uh, a salmon roe. We're getting off And like, you're like popping around, like a little like egg burst. Okay. Uh, so, we're, um, okay, so, so the, so the Murray McMurray catalog was great to just like flip through. They have pictures of what both the hens and roosters look like. Temperament, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. They talk about the temperament, how, how like, uh, you know, that breed came into existence, you know, when it was recognized yeah. as an official breed, it's a, so much knowledge. And they yeah. also have a PDF version if you don't want it sent to you. Get get a sense of you because but it's I'm not fun going... to look at the colored pictures. Yeah, the print version is just it. It's, it's beautifully printed. It is beautifully done. They talked. Yeah. They actually talked to a lot of the YouTube mm-hmm. creators because there's like little little insets of like people's experiences with their chickens from uh, McMurray Hatchery. <clears throat> um, so one of one of the things that made us not want to go with McMurray Hatchery is they have a 15 bird minimum. I mean, you can get you can get less than that, but you end up paying a yeah, you end up paying a minimum order fee or a small order fee, um, which was like I th- I want to say it was thirty five dollars, and that was that's so full so, rich for my blood. It, so in reality, if we're talking backyard chickens, they're not really right for backyard. Yeah, they're chickens. more for a homesteader for home, when you can have that many chickens. See, technically. We would we consider ourselves urban homesteaders because we're yes. in a more urban setting. Like, we have actually, neighbors. It's more we, suburban. But, yeah. Well, of course, we're next door to like we're the weirdos next door to everybody yeah. else. Um, but 
yeah, 15 was like, no, we, even like the, the county code is, we can't, we can't have this many, so yeah. no. But also, we didn't really like the idea of, of having, birds. yeah, because like during the pandemic, right? Mm. Like, yeah, like the pandemic was rough of, on the, on of, the chicken uh, community. A lot of livestock that was, that's mailed out. And chickens are, live chicks are hatched and then like put in boxes with holes in them. On, on their that. first day of life, which I will say, if that is the route you choose to go, that is, that's totally fine. They are, chicks are born, like right. the, the yolk is meant to subsist them for anywhere from three to seven days because when they're all hatched, mom doesn't leave the nest. So mom doesn't feed the babies. They have to stay there until mom is done getting everyone out of their eggs. So that means they don't need any food or water uh, for... And they're also warm enough. That 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 yolk sac also keeps them warm. The yolk sac is inside them by that time, right? Mm -hmm. That is so bizarre, right? I, I need to see a diagram or an X-ray of this because I'm curious. Like a, as the as it develops, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know because I've seen the egg ones mm -hmm. where you see like the yolk is shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. The embryo gets bigger and bigger and kind of displaces it, and the and the the the, the, the egg whites kind of become like fluids. Anyway. Yep. Oh, I forgot. I got, I got lost track. But yeah. So like. It, it's totally fine. It's just something that we de we weren't exactly comfortable with. Um, I, I don't know how I would handle, like, opening a box to a dead baby chick. I would not handle that very well. Yeah, it's like, it's like we haven't had it yet, knock on wood, but we... But I'm not really looking forward to the day we have to, like... That we lose one of our babies or yeah. have to di dispatch... Yeah. One of our babies. Although I think I'll be ready to dispatch with them if they become too expensive. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that um, at another date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, it's, it's interesting. We didn't even consider that. At least I didn't consider it when we're kind of looking at different breeds. Um, I just, I never thought about like how long they live. Yeah. And like. You just recently told me um, um, how long Rocket's supposed to live. I was like, oh, he's gonna be gone like maybe another four or five years. Yeah, we have we have maybe another f five to six. He's probably, if we're lucky, we'll get twelve years. But uh, pit bulls <clears throat> tend to be closer to ten. That's, that's and he's he's almost four. Really, that's seriously that's like a that's like the life of a gnat. Mm -hmm. He's, he's getting to be a an older teenager now. Why is he still acting like a little dick? Why is he so reactive to that one, that one dog? Yeah, what is up with that dog? Why does he not like him? I don't know. Is he is is he <laughs> Just the weird that one is he, dog? Is Rocket the weird dog in the neighborhood? I don't know. Well, of course Probably, he yeah. is. He, he is very weird. He's like he's kind of a. He's, a, he's an odd dog. He's a sissy. We're going to talk about that in another anyway, episode. Back to but, chicken. So we're, we're choosing, uh, we're looking at different breeds, trying to decide what we liked. And here's the ones we considered. Yeah, so I think some of the ones we we started off. So one of like the standard chickens is, it's referred to as a buff Orpington. Uh, but the Orpington is like the head of the breed. Um, or is, is the name of the breed itself. <clears throat> Um, it was developed in England in the late 1800s and quickly became popular in the U.S. Uh, has a variety of colors, rated a top all-around breed, considered it's a, it is a dual-purpose breed, which is what they refer 
to, to birds when they are both useful for eggs and meat purposes. Oh, I thought it was hybrid. No, dual purpose. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Orpingtons also have superior brown egg. Uh, they are superior brown egg layers. Uh, they also have a quiet disposition, thrive in backyard and urban settings. Superior brown egg layers. Does that mean do our brown egg layers different from other color leg layer? Uh, I think they layers? were just in the the high number. I want to say they were over two fifty a year, if I remember correctly. I don't have that on there, but I want to say that they it was just in the, the higher numbers and I believe larger size also. Um, they also come in a variety of colors, uh, buff being that kind of like yellowy brown, um, chocolate being your, your deeper brown, lavender, it's kind of like a grayish purple. It's actually really cute. I would consider a lavender Orpington one day, um, and a white Orpington. Um... One of the other breeds we considered was the Plymouth Rock. Uh, no, with, I like those. The, the Orpingtons like never did really like. Uh, they're they're standard. They're like. Mm. Yeah, they're they're a standard bird. Like when you think of like a little yellow chick, it is probably a Orpington or a Leghorn. Mm. Like s standard bird. Now Plymouth Rocks. Well, Plymouth Bard Rock is the um, the one we ended up getting. Yes, we did end up with a, a Bard Plymouth Rock. Yes. They, um, they're like black and white stripey. They're super cute. Yeah. Um, but Plymouth Rocks are an all-American heritage breed uh, developed in the 1800s. Uh, again, reliable multi-purpose breed known for hardiness, their docile temperament, and broodiness, which means that they, like, they tend to be kind of mothery. Hmm. Um, similar to humans, they kind of have have their cycles mm. um so occasionally they'll just be like no like i want to raise this egg but we don't have a rooster so like we uh that that's one of those things that if we experience people sometimes just kind of like let it happen or they do what is called breaking brood mm. which is like a whole process we can talk <clears throat> about that later on um, again, they come in, you know, a variety of colors, bard, which is what we ended up with, buff, white, silver pencil, and partridge. Again, super pretty birds. Uh, we did Silver pencil? What does silver pencil look like? Uh, I forget I which... I've never seen one of those. It, it, was in, it was in the catalog. Oh, really? Um, they, they were kind of similar to, uh, what are they called? The Wyandots. They have kind of like the lacing. Mm. Uh, so yeah, like they're pretty, I would, I would... Yeah, I'd consider that one also. I, I, um, I need to, I need to see how I'll, how ours turn out um, <laughs> before I make any further like you know um, decisions either Bre way. Breed judgments. Yes, anyway, breed judgments because like we have lots of hope, and I'm actually seeing things that are like a little slightly different than what you see mm -hmm. normally, and it's like, and I appreciate the uniqueness, even though it might throw me off. Yeah, like with with smudge. <laughs> you know why? I saw the smudge and I went, oh, she's dirty. Her face is yeah, dirty. She's messed up. She's kind of fucked up. But then, like, she's the bestest perfect. cat in the world. Anyway, off topic, that's another thing we're going to do. So, we also looked at morons. Mo morons? Mor mor morons. Mor mor morons. <clears throat> morons. 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 Which is a, a, they are a French breed. Vive la France. Is that why Michael's weird? That is not, that is not the, um, is that what's on their, um, 
flag or whatever. Oh, yeah, what else? France have like a like a chicken on their flag. No, France is their their flags just red, white, and blue stripes. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what country has a chicken on it? I feel like there's a country that has like I, I think it's more I think it's a roosterish kind of a thing, but I can't remember. I mean, I know Mexico has an eagle. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Morans, um, originally in France, uh, those are, they're considered dual-purpose birds, um, known for their extremely dark brown eggs and high meat quality, fast-growing and extremely hardy, generally docile and active, but have a quiet nature. Their colors are cuckoo? Mm-hmm. What colors are cuckoo? Uh, they're mostly white with, like, some black spots. That's a cuckoo color. That's a cuckoo. Okay. And then there's black, copper. Black copper. I mean, not black and copper. Black copper. Yes. And then there's white. Wait, wait. So, so a, a, a cuckoo is a white with like some little with like special. some some accents. Oh, I see. Some uh, um, some rhinestones, little like sparkles. Yes. yes. Bedazzled. Like Liberace. A, a bedazzled white chicken. Um, um, there's the black copper, which is um, the one of the other breeds that we got. Which, uh, we call it French black copper brands, but such a long thing. So, what do we usually? Oh, oh. Moran, yeah, black copper Moran. Yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, that was another another breed that we decided on. Um, I think we a lot of picking that one was like not only do they have a really good temperament, but I'm also very excited for the extra dark eggs. Oh yes, their eggs are so, and and they are they are. Are they a result of some sort of like breeding between two different kinds of No, breeds? that that's the eggers. Okay, okay. Um, they, um, yeah, their eggs are supposed to be like almost black, and they actually have a range. They like they rate the 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 darkness of the eggs. It's from like a one to a nine, and so our goal is to get a nine. I hope we get a nine. Uh, yeah, and it was it's really just kind of like a um, it's actually a dark brown, chocolatey. Cho they say like chocolate, but most of mm -hmm. most of them most would be kind of chocolatey brown. Yeah, uh, we just want like you know ninety eight percent cocoa. Yep. Yeah. Nice and dark good chocolate. Up. Fuck yeah. But uh, um, again, uh, color. We wanted a variety of color. We wanted a rainbow of colors. Yeah, we wanted a a, a varied egg yeah. basket. Yeah, and, and if it, honestly, like we didn't, we probably got too many brown egg or egg layers. But conversely, the the the, the breeds we picked. Where either like they're like super cool and chill, super know? hardy, tall. Um, like we have beautiful, a, have like really interesting yeah. markings or what have you. Yeah. yeah, we have we have some cute burbs. Yeah, we do. Although they're, um, they're still they're still molting. They are. Um, another breed we considered is um, referred to as the Whitings, which is a relatively new breed. They are actually exclusive to um, Mary Hatchery at this time, which means we probably will not be getting one anytime soon. Not unless we live within driving distance of yeah. Um Or, you know, someone else orders them and we eventually get a, a, a descendant one day. Um, which, mm. I mean, that would be pretty cool one day. Um, but it, they were actually developed by a poultry genealogist. Uh, his name was Dr. Tom Whiting. Um, and the idea is so that they consistently lay colored eggs. Because typically with colored egg layers outside of a couple breeds, um, it... it isn't genetic it doesn't carry forward um so he developed the true blue whiting and the true green whiting 
they are heat tolerant. They free range really well and have a good temperament. Um, so the true blue lays, you know, your typical blue egg and the true green lays mm. a green egg, which is you know, pretty awesome. Obviously and, those would be desired traits. And yet they're called whitings. Whitings, yes. I mean, because they're named after the dude. It's just, it just still sounds real. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Uh, so those are whitings, which we will never get because we, have to, we don't want to get chicks by mail. Nope. Um, next up is, okay, this is kind of a dirty, um, when I first saw the name of this, this breed, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and I found out what it was. It's like, uh, oh, whatever. <clears throat> and those are sex links. Those are sex dash links as in L-I-N-K-S. Like, let's go golf the links. So the reason they're called that is because they're actually bred to, um, have the males and females be completely different so I actually identifiable at birth based on markings or colors or what have you unique to each gender so that's so that's that and I was kind of like okay so you're guaranteed getting like either a rooster or you know whatever whatever gender you definitely want yeah it definitely makes the, the <coughs> hatchery's job a lot easier because you typically have to have like certified chicken sexers like it's a it's a thing I wonder if that's a good uh, um, career like a chicken sexer I, I don't know. Oh, wait a minute. We wa remember um, uh, won uh, the Oscar. Yeah. Uh, nah, Minari. Minari, yes. And you I did it. And you pronounced it pretty damn well. Minari, yes. I um, remembered. Yes, and they were um, they were chicken sexers in, was it Arkansas? Yeah. <coughs> and and she was, they, they had moved to a slower area because mom was slower at it. So she was training herself to go faster. No. Because anyway. in, in those kinds of industries, you get paid by piece. Now I kind of want to re, re, rewatch that. Oh, we just, definitely need to just, rewatch just, it. Just for the chickens alone. <laughs> and then we can like maybe do an episode on that. But sex links, they're, they're absolutely bred to be sexed at the time of, of hatching. And um, it, they have, uh, it says right here, uh, extremely. Oh, it's worded super weird. I did not word that correctly or very well. Extremely high grocery store like large brown egg layer. Grocery store like brown eggs, which is, you know, that's pretty good. And also very high quality and quantity. What? Okay, so let's talk about what is a grocery store like egg? What, what does that mean? I mean, you're talking good size. You're talking at least like medium or large. But the eggs we get from all others are like about the same size. I remember um, I worked at a place where the receptionist had had uh, chickens, and she would like bring in hard boiled eggs mm -hmm. and sell them for like what fifty cents a piece, you know. Yeah, um, they're delicious. I always gra grab one or two, but they're all like, different, co all like, different colors, and all like pretty good size, like you know, like, yeah. large jumbos kind of. Well, I mean, it's going to be uh, uh, something to experience. Oh, it is uh, is a sex link uh, a, a a a big layer? Yeah, they're 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 good layers. As far as like number of uh, of eggs per year. Yeah, if I remember, they were in the the three hundred range. Well, yeah, when, when you have something like the four to six hundred range, I like like two I a day. I don't think that two a day. It's like a shotgun. Like no, it's like it's like, a, <laughs> it's, like it's it's like it's like an SMG like. Nicole, don't make those kind of sounds. Hey. <laughs> but 
Uh, no, we uh, the the average like what you can kind of count on is about uh, an egg every other day. But most people with the right diet, you can typically get an egg every day. Yeah, um, we can, we'll talk about diet too, probably at a later time or probably later in this mm-hmm. um, episode. Um, and those come in um, amber, black, and red, but not like solid colors. They're like just that's like a the dominant color, yeah, the, the dominant primary color, pri- primary color. And we got a sex link, also, mm-hmm. and it, I, I'm assuming it's the black because it's very dark black color. Yeah. Yes. All right. And also, uh, like everything about our house is black. No, no, <laughs> it's not all black. It's not some gray. <laughs> so. Um, another breed that we considered was the Americana and, um, that is spelled A-M-E-R-A-U-C-A-N-A. There's actually some, some issues with marketing. Americana. Americana. It's, it's Americana. It's, it's Americana. It's a, it's a mer, it's Americana, whatever. Anyway, uh, most popular breed among backyard flock owners in North America. Um, so the Americana is actually from a breed, if I remember correctly, it's called the Aracana. But they have a a, a trait that uh, uh, isn't desirable, basically, if, if the, I forget what it actually is. But if this trait exists, then um, it doesn't s- survive the next generation, essentially. Um, so very very small amount of the Aracanas. Um, so the Americanas were bred from that and bred out that specific, like undesirable trait. Um, and now they lay beautiful blue eggs. They're hardy, family friendly and easy going. Um, again, very popular. Of course, people like pretty blue eggs in their, mm-hmm. in their basket. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's not to like about that? Um, and then even though it's not a breed, it's more of a, a hybrid uh, we have the olive eggers and the Easter eggers. Um, so these are usually with an Americana on one side and any other egg layer on the other. Um, an Americana with an egg, with a white egg layer will result in what's referred to as an Easter egger, typically. Um, and the cool thing about Easter eggers, they're also referred to as rainbow eggers. It's kind of like a surprise as to what color egg you're going to get. And you can end up with anywhere between brown to blue to green to some of your your pinks which is pretty cool i want striped ones you want striped ones mm-hmm. um that would be pretty cool you you want actual easter eggs from your easter eggs yeah, you know like little layers and stuff like that yeah some polka dots it, can their toners can their toner internal toner do that like like because a literal rainbow egg would be freaking awesome that would be freaking we would we would be rich we would, but if it was readily available, then it'd be like everybody could do it. Yep. Man, we need to figure out how to make that happen. How to, how to breed a chicken? Yes, I will go get my um, my my masters, my my doctor in, in chicken in, genealogy. In, in, in chick, yeah, whatever, bio gene. I can have my kid do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Biogenomics yes. major. Yes. Anyway, <clears throat> damn smart topic. kids. Anyway, um, olive eggers. So, yeah. So olive eggers, on the other hand, uh are typically a blue egg layer similar to the Americana with a brown egg layer, typically the black copper Morans. Mm. And so like you you mentioned the the printer toner cartridge. That it's funny because that is actually kind of how it works. 
it's it's pretty weird um mm. so like eggs initially either come blue or white and then the other color is is it is it's ink that is printed on it when they're pooping it out <clears throat> which is pretty wild so that's how you end up with the olivegar so it's a uh blue egg with brown ink pooped on it yeah no see what i have it what I, like with the uh the black copper morans um they come up with um like a nine scale, nine point scale for mm-hmm. for for the the, the darkness. Do they have the same thing for uh, olivegers? Because I would think I don't think so. I've seen I've seen like some varied, <clears throat> you know, coloring options. So I'm yeah. sure it'll be interesting. So bo- bottom line, what we ended up picking was we picked a black copper morans, which we got from a nearby feed store, uh, which is pretty pretty awesome we were pretty happy with her uh it, the problem with for me was it wasn't she wasn't like a cute little teen chick she, she, was like, she, she, was like a, she was an ugly scraggly pullet with like you know like missing going missing, through she was going through an active she, malt she at old, that time so patchy looks, um, looked like a vulture yeah she is the the oldest of our chicken she was four weeks when we got her so she <clears> is <throat> about eight weeks old right now yes yeah, so we named her michael yes her name is michael after Michael Burnham in uh, Star Trek Discovery. Yes. We are Star Trek fans. Actually, I am, and I, I was able to um, incept Little Bear here into into becoming a, a Star Trek fan. And we're discussing it, like, why Star Trek is actually more cerebral uh, and yes. more... Oh, more, oh yes. More what, what, what was your claim that sci-fi is more noble? No, okay, so that's in comparison to horror. Now, I'm, I'm, talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about Star Trek in comparison to Star Wars. Mm. I, I love both. Hmm. But for different reasons. We're getting so off topic. I know we're getting off topic. So anyway, it, it, <laughs> we like we like Star Trek, and so we have named all of our chickens. Yes, we picked a. We decided on a Star Trek flock, but we'll, we will come back to that. It Why will. don't we come back? Let's to talk that. about what we got. We also um, got a. Um, an, we got an olive mm-hmm. and an Easter egger. Yes, and a black sex link, and a barred rock from a farm a couple hours away from us, and dare to dream. Mm-hmm. Allowed, we, we, we can we can plug them. Um, they're in Lompoc. My, how dare you? <laughs> I know you hate that. It's, how it's, dare it's, you? It is Lompoc. It I is. still want to say Lompoc because, you know, me and Vin. <clears throat> yeah, Fast and the Furious totally killed that for me. I hear people say Lompoc and I'm just like, mm, you learned how to say it from the movie. And it's it's like how I cringe when, you know, Alton Brown or any other, like, you know. Whenever any food person says it wrong. Any, no, with any, when any food person, like, mispronounces any Korean dish names. Okay, kimchi is super easy. But, like, all the other stuff, oh, man, these butcher Go, Even, like, Alton Brown. Go he'll, to Jang. He'll, 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 he'll pronounce it, like, three, three different ways. In one episode. I was like, yeah. dude, at least consistency. I mean, I love him, but like, you know, I, he, needs, he, needs a, he needs a Korean-American friend. He does. Big time. I know he has a Thai friend, but. Yeah. But, you know, Shout white, out to white, white men like pronounce things however they want to. Well, I also think it's in, in that specifically, it's literally that when, when Go, Go to Jong, like. That's pretty good. Became more popularized here no one was correcting them so it just people kept on saying it so everyone was coming across this new ingredient that a lot of people weren't familiar with and they had only heard the name from food network gochu gochu is a korean for pepper and jang is like uh, um 
Don't quote me on this because fermented. I am it paste? You know what? I'm gonna have to ask my mom okay. or anybody else who knows more Korean. My sister would know. I know. I know zero Korean. Anyway, um, I can order food in Korean. And so we went to Dare to Dream in Lompoc. Uh, um, it was a beautiful, California. beautiful space. Yeah, beautiful. They're like the end of like this, um, just like long, windy kind of country road. Yeah. And they're kind of nestled in, sort of like, you know, a little like, you know, in a little valley, kind of a little mini valley. Yeah, there's like a just mass of, of trees up a hill right behind them. It was so pretty. Yeah, we got like, you know. Such a beautiful space. Yeah, and you can tell nice. that like they they care so much about what they do. Like yeah. it is, it's a labor of love with them. So I, I loved, yeah. loved going up there. We actually um, dealt with the proprietor. Mm-hmm. We did. We get to chat place. with the owner, and, and and I got to say hi to lots of animals. You did. I made friends with all all the I, barn dogs. I I I, 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 I do in retrospect kind of uh, feel kind of bad about. I was like, oh, we like your videos. You should do more. And so it's like, oh, it's like that's. I hate when people tell me that. You know, like it's not enough, and so like I did that to her. She's like, ah, okay, and I was like, oh, it's like I'm an asshole. No. So if you're listening, dare to dream, lady. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, actually, so we were going up there to only get three. Yeah. Three burbs. Uh, we're gonna go get the East Rager, the Black Sex Link, and the Bard Rock, and then we got up there, and you just like you just had you. You got any I, I just asked her. I was like, I didn't see them like on the listings, but out of curiosity, do y'all still have any olive acres? Because what we initially wanted from them was an olive acre, an Easter acre, and a bard rock. But then when I went to make my order, the olive acres were gone like a couple days later. So we decided to, to go with the sex links. I was like, oh, like that'll, that's a reliable one. Like we can do that. That'll be fine. It's still a brown egg, though. Still a brown egg. Um, but, but yeah, so she, she gave us one of her, her olive acres. Um, she, she said that she doesn't list them all at, at the same time. Cause she does keep some for replacements if something does happen or on the off chance that they sexed wrong. So, you know, someone wants a, a chick and they were given a roux. Um, so they try to give people similar bird. Oh yeah. From the same, um, whatever same run group or whatever yeah um oh man what if ours like what if ours turns into a rooster how do, uh, we, how do we tell i i've been keeping an eye on their um their ridge and and that kind of stuff and That's how the comb right yeah right the thing on top yeah and and none of them are, are developing anything that's that's too big i don't Ooh. think i don't think we have any i think um they're they're they're, they're tail feathers uh, they're, they're the butts you can tell because yeah the roosters, style feathers rooster butts are kind of curved in mm -hmm. kind of round and and more, more fluffy and and uh hen hen butts are more 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 pointy yeah more like you know something about mary you know <clears throat> yeah so uh uh what else are we talking about? Oh, we're, are we talking about names now, or we can we can talk names now? So, um, we decided that for our flock, we wanted them to have a a group name or a, or a group theme. theme. Theme name. So we had kind of we we talked about Star Trek. We talked about Ladies of Rock and Roll. That would be cool. But it's um, like Joan, because it could be is it Jed or yeah, I'm J kidding, Joan, know. Bonnie, Stevie, Belinda, Amy, Belinda. 
Anyway, uh, what else we consider? We uh, we talked gemstones. We talked very briefly gemstones. Yeah, we we sent out the uh, the the options to my family, but I don't think we went with any of their opinions anyway. <laughs> well, what, what were their opinions? I think Dad said gemstones. That's why we didn't consider it. <laughs> oh no! Continue. Um, I think. I think other votes were were rock ladies, and uh, Linnell liked Golden Girls. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we ended up picking Star Trek. Um, so our Black Copper Morans, we already mentioned, is named Michael from uh, Discovery. Michael Burnham, yes. And then we also have our Easter Egger, which is seven. No, no, no. Our Easter Egger is Tilly. Our Easter Egger is Tilly. Yes. Our Easter egg is Tilly. She has the crazy hair. Yeah. And she's very kind of like, and it, it, what's, what we're finding out is we've, we, to, we took some time naming them. We did. And it wasn't really to sort of like check their personalities or anything like that. But for some reason, maybe we're just attributing, we're just, since we're, we gave them a certain character's name, we're now like looking for those like traits. See, see but, who fits what. But Tilly's a fucking basket case. And this is, this is, this is, um, this is what uh, 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 Tilly was her name. Uh, uh, Sylvia name? Tilly from Discovery. Yes, from Discovery also. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, Go- the gorgeous, the, big, curly red yeah, hair, yeah. like innocent and adorable. Like she's one of those characters that starts off all like meek and shy and grows into this badass by the end of season two. Right. She's in an alternate reality. Spoilers. I'm sorry. We apologize, but if you she's like won- an empress. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, she's not an empress, but she's like a, a, a captain or something or admiral yeah. and just a total, like, total, total badass. Like, like not a nice person badass, but yeah. she felt super bad about the entire time. She, she's like, I have a crush on her. She's like super awesome. She's, and, she's and incredibly smart. And, but she's still rather um, neurotic. neurotic and flighty and, 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 and talks really fast. Right. And, and Artilly. Our um, Easter Egger, who has, and, and I think I lobbied to have her name be Tilly because her markings and the, her head are like all like really jumbled, almost like a, a frizzy, you know, mm-hmm. curly, um, um, red, red-headed. And and person. she kind of has, uh, I think she might end up with like a little bit of like cheek feathers or beard feathers. I mm-hmm. think that's what some of the poof is around her neck. Oh, interesting. So that that but will be interesting. Her personality. She is a yeah. She's a basket case. She, she's she, that, she a little crazy. She's the one that like runs away the most, freaks out the quickest. Um, yeah, she's still the the most um, people shy. She still runs away like nobody's business. Do, mm. Like even when we give them snacks, she prefers to steal it from one of the other birds or off the ground instead of your hand. Mostly stealing it from another bird, and then she like takes off to the back and is like, "No, it's mine." turns into like a little gremlin. Did I have that with Tilly? No, I didn't have that with Tilly. Hmm. I, um, Dax. We have a, uh, we named our sex link Dax. And she was one of the younger ones. Mm-hmm. She, she was the smallest when we first got them, but another one has slowly turned into the smallest. Yeah. Dax, Dax caught up. Dax is, is beautiful. And Dax is going to be so pretty. We named her that because when we first got her, she had these like modeled spots on each side of her head going down her side of her neck which sort of like um resembled 
the uh, the markings on on Dax. Um, what was the entire for whole the Jadzia Dax? Uh, Jadzia Dax uh, from uh, uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I forget which one. I I, I still yeah. have to have all the old ones to do. Uh, Deep Space Nine is is probably one of my favorite um, um, Star Trek uh, series, mainly because it's not on a ship. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a it's a deep space station, and which I found rather interesting. Um, so it was more like a little like microcosm or little world, mm-hmm. which was we had a lot of great stories in there. Yeah. So yeah, deep space. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, and Dax is um, has at first was pretty timid. We stuck really close to Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael was the Michael. We got Michael like uh, like two days before. We picked up everybody else. Yeah, but she she's about two or three weeks older than than right. the babies, and she she was uh, considerably larger. These these fuckers grow fast. They they do. It's like grow I, real I feel fast. like I feel like they increase like almost every day. I, mm-hmm. I, I look in there and it's like I was like I don't recognize them because they're all starting to look about the same size. They're all catching mm-hmm. up to each other, right? Um, but and, and also because they've now like gone through a molting, like their feathers have changed, their markings have changed. Yeah. It definitely, when we get the, uh, the the run built, when we sit with them, I I, I want to like kind of study them and kind of like mm-hmm. get, get to know them, their markings and things like that. But uh, when we brought them, M- Michael was significantly like about maybe twice as big as everybody Two else. Two or three times, yeah. yeah. And they sort of like latched on to her, kind of like mama. Yeah, kind a- of automatic thing. top of the pecking order. Right. I mean, they just, just like got got underneath her. It was like keep us warm, bring yeah. us. You're you're bigger than the rest of yes. us. And, and she actually sort of like Michael sort of stepped up and has kind of mm-hmm. become like a, um kind of like you know she, um, she's she's a mom bird scout leader kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. She she doesn't like it when she can't see her babies. If I take her out first, she she screams. Oh yeah. I mean, as the, the as it gets darker, she's like <laughs> she's like she's like cheeps from the top. Everyone of the get in bed. Hurry up, get up here. It's pretty hilarious. The lights are going to turn off soon. Get in bed, everyone. Yeah. Remember one time we left them outside um, in their um, little tractor thingy a little bit too long, and it was getting dark, and they were like, they were having a conniption. It, it had gotten a little cold. I didn't mean to leave them out that long, well, but cold, I got but stuck with you, a, another. But you also said they have, like, um, chickens do not see very well. They have very poor night vision. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they were freaking out because they were, like, on the ground. Yeah. So um. then we... Let's see, our... Our olive agar, mm-hmm. we named seven. Yep. Uh, for seven, seven of nine. nine from uh, Star Trek TNG, The Next Generation. Um, Jerry Ryan was the... Um, Never mind. Uh, see, but I know her from Boston Public. I don't know her from, from Star Trek. Okay. Is that we, weird? We, <laughs> uh, she is Next Generation, correct? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, because she was just part of the Borg. She comes in later. I know, but I haven't watched all of the old. Ones. I know we we were still we're still watching. We're in like season. Mm-hmm. I think we're still on season one because we keep like bouncing around watching other stuff, uh, which will. No, she's Voyager. Oh shit! You're right. I am. I I am. I am a horrible uh, Star Trek fan. And yeah, horrible she's Voyager. And, and in here it also says Star Trek Picard. Hmm. Yes. She shows up Picard. Do you remember? She shows up later. She's like kind of oh, yeah, like, very she's like a rebel rogue kind That's of a thing. Right. Anyway, um, she's badass. So seven of nine. Yes. And so seven is actually um, is our Oliveager, and she's pretty fearless. She is. I mean, she's actually was one of the. She's like ones the ones that like going to sleep off by or like roost by herself. 
kind of does her own thing. Yeah. Um, which is sort of like what Seven sort of does. Yeah. And, and I'm sure they're they're acting that way because we get, we named them that way. Yeah, yes. A- a- absolutely. Yes. And now our Bard Rock, which was our teeniest one. I think it was our teeniest one at first. Or was it was No, Dax? Dax, Dax was the smallest at so first. Now, but now... Balana has turned into our smallest. We named our our, our, our Plymouth Bard Rock um, Balana because um, she has like an extra big ridge on her nose. Yeah, she has Belana, a pronounced comb. Balana Torres from Star Trek Voyager um, was is actually half Klingon. Um, and Balana had like a, like, a, like a marking, like a spot on mm-hmm. the top of her head. That kind of reminds us of the ridge of, uh, of Bolana, but now her beak thingy, was that area that the ridge, the bridge of her, mm-hmm. is, is getting, it's actually more Klingon-y. Yeah, it's getting more pronounced. Really? I mean, compared to the others. It's weird. I, I, am I am I wrong? You know, Maybe we're just seeing what we want to see. You know, what? we're gonna have to post pictures. Like we'd have to do like a feature on do, each. Do one. side by sides. No, 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 no. A feature on each one of the birds. Like you know, like. You know, a feature on, this is Bolana, blah, 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 and show, like, a few pictures. So, if you, like, take some pictures and we can, like, post them and we can introduce each one to everybody. Which yeah. we should do all, for all of our um, our fur babies. That's true. Yeah. I mean, not our fauna babies. <laughs> we're we're going to have to work on that. Fauna bees. We're going to have to get a fun We're going to have to work right. on that. Um, so, we are also, we're building our own coop and run yes. for this. Which is pretty freaking awesome. Um, I will say that. You you have you d- have done most of the work on that. I am not I am not handy. Um, I, I I'm trying to be. I watched a lot of obviously a lot of YouTube videos on what? coop design and coop build. Um, actually looked into like you know plans to uh, purchase or download for free, obviously for free. Um, but then I just started like thinking about what I liked from everything I've seen mm-hmm. and I've sort of like in my mind you made an amalgamation of, of I, all the things we I liked did. It, it's, 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 it's Frankensteinian and I still very much appreciate you making the door how I, I had kind of envisioned it oh that was like um, it was kind of like a little um, it was like a little challenge you gave me and I was like I was like, hmm let me throw that out yes. because that would be cool and we'll explain that in, in, in a bit but, uh, um, but basically um, we figured this out you have to base. You have to give uh, uh, the chickens enough size, uh, enough room, yep. enough space, and it generally works out to um, like floor space uh, in the coop. What is it about? Um, two feet. Two two square feet. Yeah, it's four square feet, but like two, about two linear feet of roost space. Yeah, yeah. Even though they all bunch up in a tiny ball in one corner and take up like, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> It's actually, um, uh, it's about two to three, I believe, square feet per bird in a coop. So we have five. So we have a total of, I think, like 12 square feet. Mm-hmm. So, we, so we have enough uh, uh, space for six. But that doesn't mean we can get a sixth one. I know. So, and I, I'm assuming we might we, lose one or two. We will not be adding to the flock anytime soon. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens with these, these, uh, these girls and how we, how we enjoy them. Um, and then as far as, uh, uh, run space, if they, ne- if they are not free range, they need to have at least eight, uh, square feet of ground space, uh, to run around in. Per burb. Per burb. Um, preferably 10. Mm-hmm. Um, the the so, bigger, the better. So, uh, in my mind, I have designed, uh, a run space of eight feet by eight feet, which is about, is 64 square feet. 
yep. which would actually provide more than enough room for six birds. Again, we are not getting six bird anytime soon. Nope. Okay. We're sticking so, with five. I, okay. I'm glad we're because like, this might change. I think you, you might go. We look at we we are already violating the. Shh. No. Uh, I might have to edit that out. Anyway, um, of course, like we found out, like a neighbor of ours has twenty eight fucking chickens in their backyard. Yep. That's crazy train. So most uh, most urban areas, uh, f- for some reason, other birds are are kept under uh, the the idea of as long as it's not a, a nuisance or a health hazard to anyone around you or the birds themselves, you're allowed to have as many as you want. But for some reason, they have it out for chickens purely because they poop out eggs that. You, you, they're going to restrict the numbers in, in city limits, which is, I think, is really stupid. Um, is it because they poop out eggs or is it because they're considered livestock? It's probably, I mean, doesn't that make them one and the same? I think people think, well, people consider them livestock and they consider, they see that, they see livestock, they think farm. And like, you don't live on a farm, you live mm-hmm. in a city or whatever, it's yeah. like an urban setting. So, oh, you can't have, and like, I think people have argued at certain, some municipalities, uh, that these are actually pets. Yes. Yeah. There, it, it's going to be interesting because I have heard some, some mumblings in our area that there are groups working on getting legislation changed and all that kind of fun stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that all shakes out. Now, if we go to the Supreme Court, <laughs> what, what, no, no, let's, uh, okay. The current makeup of our Supreme Court, I like beer. You know, and handmaiden. Um, do you think? Well, actually, they, they handmaiden would probably definitely go like, "Oh yes, on the farm <clears throat> where I churn the milk, and I'm of Donald or whatever." Um, <laughs> I am so mean, but oh my god, we need to have an entire three episodes about the Supreme Court and the bullshit. Apologize. Sorry about that. Um, anyway. Um, so, uh, designing the thing. So, I had all these different like ideas in my mind. And one of them is definitely uh, we wanted to do what they call the deep litter method. Yep. All right. So, this is inside the coop. And so, I have allowed for a full 12 inches of space, like vertical space, from the floor um, of the coop to, like, uh, to the to the nesting boxes. So nesting boxes, generally you want them at a you know lower, almost ground level and covered and, and, and protected, but below any roosting spaces because you don't want the birds to roost sleep in the or nest. sleep in the nest because when they sleep. A sleeping bird is a pooping bird. Oh my, oh my it's like once we set up the roost in the, um, <laughs> in the, um, in the grow tent and there, and like I would look in there and it was like, this is a line, like a, it's a ridge. It's a ridge of poop. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yep. Wow. But anyway, so we have, we've, we've allowed for a foot deep of deep litter. So what you do with deep litter is um, you put out like about three, three to four inch layer of, uh, of fine um, uh, pine shavings or industrial hemp. hemp. Industrial hemp. Not, not the, you know, stuff of the hemp, but the, uh, the, the actual yeah, hemp bedding. Open cowboys yeah. hemp. So it's, it's very fine, um, and, un, and just ridiculously absorbent. Right. So no smell, 
but when you do start to smell something, you just kind of throw on another inch or two. Yep, throw on another handful. Yeah, just sprinkle it on. It's, it's like, it's, it's remember, in, remember in school when, when some kid would barf on the floor, it was like the, 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 the custodian, that's what we call them, um, or janitor would like throw that sawdust kind of shit. On top like of just it. sprinkle some some baking soda on it and or, call it a day. No, in my day it was like I think it was like sawdust, and it would um, it would like absorb all the puke and <laughs> absorb that. Oh, you had Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, why do we talk about that? Oh, anyway, so deep litter. Weird. So so then so then you what you have to you only have to clean it out like once or twice a year. Yep. It, it composts it's it, it composts itself within an enclosed system. And much. the great thing about composting is um, the microorganisms, whatever growing in there, um, generate heat, and so it provides its own natural uh, heating for the interior of the, of the coop. And actually, chickens are uh, can actually are very hardy, and they can survive in like, you know, like almost like freezing weather, like thirty-two, like yeah, they, degrees. I think they typically say. Cold hardy chickens are typically good to about twenty degrees, if I remember correctly. Something like that, and but you know, a lot of fur, and they kind of like not fur, but like thick feathers, <laughs> and they bunch up together when they roost. Yeah, they they get all nice and toasty, and you know, because of their diets, the general idea is you kind of fatten them up a little bit in the in the winter. You give them give them more corn, yeah. essentially, which you know adds a little bit more fat. Meat. Well, not even really to the meat, but adds a little bit more fat, which keeps them warm. Oh, that's okay. <clears throat> uh, so that was, that's a deep litter method, um, which we are very excited about because cleaning out every day and the smell in 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 where in the room where the grow tent yeah, is I mean, is we've, just we've, not pleasant. I mean, and we mentioned in our in our homesteading episode, the more we remove ourselves from the situation, the better it is because inevitably one of us is going to hit a bad depression patch where you know things don't get things things don't get done you don't have the energy or the motivation to do things and then it's been a week and you haven't watered your plants and then your plants are dead but i will say that um we we do step up for the um we take care of our babies the ones with faces um definitely we we do like oh and that's, sometimes that's what kind of gets you moving. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I have to, I have to, I have to feed the animals. Yeah. So, I have to have to go check on yeah, on I, the litter I, box. I, I, I need to. I kind of stay curled up in bed here in the fetal position and crying. What? 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 Who does that? I have no idea. Um. I anyway. Uh, anyway. Deep litter method. Um. Just a couple cautions. It does need to be well researched and, and implemented correctly, or else it can lead to health hazards for both you and your flock. Um, if it's too wet, uh, you'll possibly experience ammonia buildup, uh, which harbors parasites and it's harmful bacteria. Um, also, bedding that's too wet is really bad for your chicken's feet. Um, there's something called bumblefoot, and it, I'm not looking forward in, to the event that I have to deal with that. Like, don't get me wrong, I love popping things. What is bumblefoot? Bumblefoot is an, an infection in the bottom of their foot. Think of it like a, a corn, mm. quite literally. Like how humans have corns and you have to get the thing out. Mm. Similar thing on the bottom of a chicken foot. Hmm. Yeah, not looking for, forward to it. So yeah, I'm. I will be monitoring our our uh, our stuff pretty closely. 
Um, and also if it's too dry, uh, your litter can be dusty and carry airborne spores that your chicken can inhale and make them sick. That's another thing that's really um, motivating me to finish the coop is because um, in the grow tent, it is a little dusty in there. It is very dusty in yeah. there. We do have good ventilation because, you know, we're growing the weed. It was like sucking in outside air and like venting it outside. And we have garage. like filters and stuff, but they, yeah, they're getting dirty a lot faster than, <laughs> yeah, it's getting bigger. than when there's just weed in there. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The weed was like not as bad. Yeah. So you have to, you know, it requires management of both of the litter, the oxygen, the ventilation, the moisture. You kind of have to keep a good on, good eye on all of these things to make sure that everything is healthy and, and working correctly. Um, the other really cool thing is similar to like a sourdough starter. It's basically like a compost starter. So when you clean it out at the end of the season, you leave a couple inches. And that's what you use to start the, the next batch of, of compost. It gives it like a little, little jump start. I don't know. I feel like I want to clean it all out and just start fresh. No. Well, it's it's like you leave about an inch. You top it off with two inches of, of fresh stuff. And that inch at the bottom kind of just slowly gets mixed in. And But I think every time before we throw stuff on there, don't we sort of like have to churn it up a little bit? Yeah, you kind of have to. You. That's one of the issues is like. Especially in the corners, if things get packed down or too tight or aren't getting turned, that is one of the management things that we will have to do is get in there with a, a little fork and just make sure that things get You get to go up. pitchfork shopping. I do get to go pitchfork shopping. You got to pick one out that you can use for your Halloween and parties. My, and so I can be a, just go full, full American Gothic. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I like it. I like it. We could, we could we could do that shoot you and I. It would look hilarious. I think I I have my cult dress. <laughs> I think I have my um I think I have some round. Oh, I have some round um um sunglasses that mm. would look great. Um they're very right 80s. Some some other bedding options that uh we we uh looked into or considered um is a lot of people do sand actually in their coop because of how easy it is to clean. You See, just... now we, we live like two miles from the from yeah, beach. Yeah, but you can't use beach sand. It's too small. You don't know what's in it. Mm. It has to be sand that doesn't have silica or plastics oh. or anything like that. that. Yeah, they typically say, I think what I've seen is get construction sand because it's been processed and has like the, the right texture that you need. But a lot of people like sand both in the coop and the run. Uh, because it's easy to clean you just but that's typically people who go and clean their their coop and run basically every day because um, you just rake it out call it a day um, but we again we decide on the deeper method you know should we decide to change if we don't like it or if we decide to make some some alterations to how we're doing and I'm sure y'all will be updated on that but I'm yep. I'm pretty excited about it well, for, uh, for, for the rest of the coop um, build, uh, so we got like one foot high. So basically I, I built it like four by three, mm -hmm. four by three, trying to use like, you know, standard um, um, measurements so dimensions that we can, you know, utilize. Easy plywood cutting. And yes, exactly. And, and luckily we had bought a bunch of like, you know, three eighths and half inch and a bunch of other um, different kinds of plywood because I don't even remember like the, the, the 50 wood working projects I had in my brain that I bought all that wood for, all that lumber. It then included like furring strips and two by fours and four by fours and 
one by sixes. I know some was suck shelves. Oh yeah, we're gonna do some shelves for the uh, for the Kit Kat. Jump around. No, I don't think we've actually purchased anything for the catio yet. Those were gonna be the succulent shelves over here. Oh, the the, the brackets. Yeah, the furring strips right. and stuff you were gonna build. Whoa. Oh, that's true. Build over there. Oh, we'll talk about that. That was another one. Yeah, I'm like now I honestly sure. have no idea what we're gonna do over there. Um, we'll do the same thing. We'll figure it out. Um, but I watered them today, which I'm proud of myself for job. remembering because we we just moved all my succulents to a a lone <laughs> side of the house where we don't really go very often. So still I got those other ones. Uh, I, I know. I still need to move move the other pieces, but yeah, yeah. It, they're in a different part. So I'm I'm proud of myself that I remembered to water them. Okay, so back back on topic. Um, the, coop build. The rest yes. of the coop build. So um, I've designed it. I, I envisioned everything in my head, and then like I've been start building it, and then I start like drawing the plans out, or like it, it varies. It's, that's how my brain works. But it's a it's four by eight base. Um, I built a platform, um, with, like you know, uh, pressure treated uh, two by fours as like you know like a square base, like a frame. I actually did like you know miter cuts, and then I placed uh, four by fours on top of that. Mm -hmm. And so essentially it was like the four by fours were like two feet, so two feet high, but then also was like an inch and a half from the two by fours. And then like a three quarter inch plywood uh, on top. So that's the platform. And that's also going to be part of the run underneath. And I was going to, uh, we're going to um, put hardware cloth on the front and the right side, if you're facing it, um, you're right. Uh, and then the rest would be like open to like a, a fencing area that we're going to make probably at least um, six feet high, probably six feet in the back, maybe sloping to seven up front because um, that's about what uh, the coop is going to be ending up being is about seven feet high and about six and a half feet. Yeah, person tall so we can actually fit in there comfortably. Right, right. And that'll be, it'll be quite sizable. It'll be laid out the, the, um, pressure treated wood and it looks it looks it's gonna be a good size for them to peck around in mm -hmm. um so we have so we have that the platform and then i built separate walls for for all four sides that i designed out and so the, the objective here is to have like four walls that can go up and like screw together with like two three screws and then if by chance we find our uh our, our, our land our property and we like want to move our our chickens there we can take apart our coop. And it can f fold flat pretty much, and we can transport it. I don't know why I'm thinking that that far ahead, but I think I'll, we will thank... It's, it's we'll, the dream. We'll be thankful that I thought about this beforehand. Yep. Um, so what we've done is on the front, on the front, which is like going to be facing uh, the back of our house, when we walk out, will be um, the nesting boxes. And the birds, birds um, really don't need one nesting box per bird it's really almost like two nesting boxes for five five or six birds is fine because they all like to share um and they like to lay their eggs and like on top of each other's eggs for some yeah you'll if you ever like peek into a nesting box you'll see like two eggs two birds trying to hatch at the same time or two birds trying to it's all crowded in yeah like they're they're weird but yeah, yeah they they follow each other they they find their preference so um, a, a, a basic size, you know, is like one square cube per uh, nesting box. It, it can be a little bit smaller. Sometimes they like it a little bit smaller. 
but I'm allowing like, you know, a 12 by 12 by 12 cube with a probably a, uh, a, like a slope on top for any like uh, ring fall off. Uh, but it'll only be like two of them, like the two on the left side and the one that's on the right side closest to to the to the manor. Uh, inside, I'm going to have uh, two tubes, uh, four inch tubes, um, PVC piping that go down through the bottom of it and into the um, underneath the coop in the range area. One will be for food and I have like a little like little feeder that they can like eat out of. And then one will be like for water. Mm hmm. Um, inside the coop, do we need to have any food and water? Nope. Okay, that's good. So what's we'll better have it if there. you don't? Yeah, that's probably yeah, that'll be good. I mean, when when uh, we're doing their uh, coop training, hmm. yes, we'll we'll oh, yeah, we'll put their normal stuff in there. So the nesting um, box hasn't been built. There's actually just a, a hole there right now. I'm gonna put in like a temporary um, a piece of wood. And I'll I'll post pictures of that on, on Instagrams. Uh, it's the the weirdos next door podcast. Yeah. So we're we're hoping uh, to to move the girls in maybe this weekend. Yeah. I think it might be possible. So I have like after the platform, we have like one foot of uh, um, vertical space for deep litter. Then we have one foot of space for our nesting boxes. Mm -hmm. And then we have I've have I've allowed for two vertical feet of roosting space. Yep. And then above that, another foot half a foot to a foot ventilation. Of, of ventilation in all four all four sides um and now um one of your ideas was well i think we saw it on 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 one of the recent youtubes mm -hmm. uh someone had our chicken their, their coop they had like a raised roof on top yeah it was like a, a basically a wall like framing style yeah kind of thing so you well, had it like was almost like a like a like a canopy or or, mm -hmm. or a, a pergola of sorts uh so i'm now trying to envision how to do that and then, but still, like, top off um, the the main uh, compartment with, with hardware with cloth. hardware cloth, and then whatever like rafters or, or roofing is above it, it, it'll probably be raised up another four inches or three and a half inches um, to provide more like ventilation, so it can go out because it's going to be pretty sealed all the way around. Yeah. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put one raised very high, but probably just like just about two or three inches below like the 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 open the um the the bottom of the vents so that like you know they can fly up there and they can like look out the the vents and like see stupid what's going burbs. on they'll want to do that i'm pretty sure stupid burbs. so planning on doing that um on the right side is going to be what we call the um the the clean out side and so that whole side is actually opens up and this is what uh, uh your idea was uh, your wish was like can we have something with like you know a threefold door? Yeah, um, I w I wanted to have um, a a long like you know one foot tall, four foot wide door, that would like drop down right. So it's hinged at the bottom. It would drop down, and then we could just scoop out all the uh, um, all the litter, all the all the chicken crap, and I I designed it so it was like two inches above the height of our new um, uh, gorilla. Uh, um, super awesome cart thing cart thing so we can just slap, we can like park that next to it and just like like rake it all in and then go dump it someplace where we you know for more compost yeah and then you you requested um barn doors uh, above it so uh, so so actually doubled like dutch barn doors mm -hmm. above that so i have designed it and i've actually figured out how it can all overlap 
So there's like little lips everywhere. So like the bottom one is, is closed first. And then the right door, the one at the back, close, the barn door closes and it holds that in. Mm-hmm. And then what I'm going to have is I'm going to have like latches, like top and bottom of that, of that right door latched to the, um, to the, to the uh, deep litter drop-down door. And on each side of the drop-down door is going to have two latches connected to the frame. So it's going to be like... Multiple lo- security. Well, it's like, so it's essentially what it is, is like there's this one, uh, it's about three, almost three feet tall mm-hmm. by a two feet door um, that you can just swing open, look in, check on the birds, and then close it, lock it up. Or you can open both if like more people want to look in or like we're like need to clean something or like, attend to something. Um, and then open the whole thing, the, the drop down door. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. So it's 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 working now. I just got the uh, put on the uh, the hinges and stuff like that and figure that out. And uh, yep. hopefully hopefully it'll work. I, I've made I've, I've I'm kind of making this. The tolerances are actually pretty, almost like um, they're space worthy. They're pretty tight. Pretty space worthy. I'm I might be. I might be pushing it. Things might not open or close. <laughs> just like, oh, we, I should. You mean I should have like allowed for more than a millimeter of space? Between we them? we know how to sand. <laughs> we do, but it's kind of like I want to keep it as tight as possible because they talk about you know you don't want like what is spider mites? It's it's, it's mites or yeah like, mites mites uh, getting in and attacking the birds. Yeah, um, they can get under their their leg scales and they pinch their feet. And... Right, so uh, it's, we kind of want to make it as. Uh, um, as, as safe as, for our babies as yeah, possible. Yeah, and I also um, the roosting space needs to have no cross th- uh, um, cross flow ventilation, no no draft. Mm-hmm. That's why um, it's like I allowed for two two feet. And there's probably going to be like two or three uh, levels of roost and one like you know uh, observation o- space. observation <laughs> roost. There'll be an observation roost. Uh, <laughs> and the objective here, which is kind of cool, because we've been um, really like heavily pruning back our our are like wildly crazy lime tree, which was like probably like thirty feet tall. Yeah, it's a it's a fifty year old lime tree. It's 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 pro- it was probably planted by the original owner. So we you know we've been like uh, as as we have energy um, or tension, we would uh, cut off one of the big branches. Or we're not talking like small branches. These are like you know um, fifteen foot long branches. Like yeah, all- like we we were starting to get branches that were breaking off when. The, the fruit would get so heavy. Right. Like, that is how much had grown on the end, but there wasn't enough structure to support yeah. all of that fruit. So we, yeah. we needed to do some some drastic cuts. Definitely. So we're still in the process of it. It, it, it looks kind of sad right now. We'll post a picture of it, and you'll, you'll, y'all could probably give a shit. But uh, um, we do have a friend who's an arborist and uh, um, has kind of been advising us, but um, we're not going to put it on him because we have not been listening to him entirely. But uh, it's coming along. We had to clear out some space because we wanted um, room for the um, for the roost. Because roost, and then the, I mean the um, the coop and the run is going to be in between our big avocado tree, which is in our neighbor's backyard, and then our lime tree. Um, so we cleared that out. But what I'm trying to do is like we're saving all the um, the bigger branches, and my objective is to make all the roosts out of like you know lime tree branches so it's like become more native to to yeah. us yeah the um the, like the, the temporary roost we have right now in their um in their brooding tent um 
are, are made from some of those branches and they seem to like it kind of like mm-hmm. they like gripping it. it's like different sizes so it helps them work and the best thing was when we like we make we make little swings for them out of them and like they jump on them and kind of like, like have to swing get, around. get their balance yeah it's pretty crazy and what and then we put that little mirror on yep. there and they like look at themselves little narcissistic assholes and, and like fucking michael's like so i made this swing and i wanted to swivel so i took um i actually took one of your uh um uh, um fancy texture like velvet uh hangers they're, they're the they're the costco hangers everyone knows <laughs> what i mean i'm i'm looking at like this is fancy what is yeah no, they're, I'm used they're to wire they're those like coated costco hangers that miss, everyone I, has I, now I, I miss wire coat hangers because there's so many things you could do with it with the, with the, the has so many uses i mean yeah you could, like break into cars <laughs> and you could like you like do, you know do crimes yeah, my dad used clean to clean out your dryer with, <laughs> my dad used to whip me with a with a with a coat hanger uh, so that's nuts for another episode and many many hours of therapy um what yeah what uh anyway um uh, no sad no <laughs> um so anyway so the coop um is very close we, we got the we got the, we got the platform moved to the back um, you put down some um, some stick-on tiles that we scored for 17 cents each. Dude, that was a good score. At Lowe's and the clearance, like, Plus, perfect. we also get, like, do, does, do we get an additional 5% off on clearance? We do. Yeah, we do. so, like, we see do more yeah. money. Um, yeah, on that the miser scale. <laughs> that was a very lucky find. We had been trying to find... we. So, one of our things for the deep litter method is uh, we started seeing hacks of, like, people... They would put linoleum in the bottom of their coop to make cleaning all that much easier and both of us were like oh yes yeah i i honestly just i wanted to find like a sheet yeah. of linoleum that we could like you know glue down mm-hmm. um but the tiles seem to be like you know will work just as well because i made it three by four so it all fits perfectly yep. right they, they fit awesomely i put them on today they're we we weighted them down to get all the seams hopefully good well we can go in later and burnish them yeah and also like a roller yeah. or something yeah um, so I, it looks I, good because it's color approved. It's like it's it's actually it's actually manner approved. It they're, is. They're, they're, I think it's gonna it's gonna be a, a fairly coordinated coop. Oddly enough. Yeah, we we uh, we had bought um, when we were renovating this house at the manor. Um, it was like it was a crack house when we bought it, and uh, um, we had to spend a ton of well, not a lot of money, but like a lot of time. A, a decent chunk of labor. <laughs> yeah, my savings got. Yeah, yeah, but at least we we made the house livable. That was asbestos. Yeah. That's, that's, that's for another episode, obviously. Our yeah, renovation. we have a whole renovation episode. Oh, actually, might be a series. Might be a series. Oh, yeah. Do we have two in the series? No, it's okay. We're doing a fucking one. Um, so the coop, we got the walls built. Um, we have a door that we got. It's called. It's it's from a company called Chicken Guard, and uh, they're they're based in England. Yeah, they're a UK company. And. These things are pretty interesting. That they're like a little like module. It's about the size of like a, a, a large bar of soap, and it can you, you put it on the outside of the wall, and it either has a timer or the premium model it has like a, um, a light sensor, and so when sunlight comes on, it pulls this string, and pulls up this sliding door, um, that you know is covering the, the entrance to the, um, to the, to the coop. So we figured that'll work great for us because. We don't necessarily. Well, I am definitely not. You a do not person. wake up at at the at the crack of dawn. Sometimes I am up at like 
three or four. Yeah, if I'm up at the crack of dawn, it's because I didn't go to sleep. Yeah. I think some of our higher levels uh, um, of our, our, our Patreon um, uh, <laughs> rewards would be uh, uh, like almost direct access to me. Like, cause like I'm going to need somebody to chat with, you know, at four in the morning because you're asleep or even like, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, you're still asleep. And I need to talk to somebody. So I'm usually up earlier lately. I've been yeah, lately, better. Actually lately you've been better. I've been doing better. You've been better. I'm trying yes. to get on some sort of schedule. We're, we're working on it and it's getting there. So that's the current state of it. We it still needs. We've got the platform. We got the with the with the, ta- the the um, the linoleum and the tiles on mm-hmm. there. And I just need to bring the walls and, and put them all together. Actually, what I need to do is and I then need figure to out our hang. temporary roof situation. Right. I figure. Well, I have to, I have to cut the, um, the the rafter that goes at an angle. That's going to be interesting. And then I'll what I'll probably do is just cover that top there because it's three feet wide. We have a three foot wide hardwood cloth. I'll just put like a chunk there, seal it all in, seal it all in, and then we can put a piece of plywood on top, or even heck, even a um, a tarp or something, and then they can go in. Yeah. Yeah. That'd probably work. Yeah. Yeah, because then basically, like, uh, we're we're going with the uh, the kind of like adjustment method for like moving your chickens into the coop, where we will pretty much just lock them in the coop for a week. I mean, of course, we're going to be checking on, on them daily. We actually, we're we're also going to be setting up a camera system in the coop. Um, we have like some some mini cameras that we have in the grow room right now that if it, you know, I just call it chicken TV and just sit there and watch the chickens on my phone. Um, yeah, I wonder if those cameras could be web cameras so we can share that. People can like log in and I don't know. We'll have to look we'll, into that. We'll look into that. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna try to figure out our camera situation so we we can check on them without even going outside. Also, but you know, make sure that their food levels and everything is good. It's not that we're good. lazy, but we're kind of neurotic and have to check on the on the the fauna on a regular basis. Um, for them, for their make sure they're still alive and no one's eating them. But also like for for our other our, our fur babies. Um, some of them we don't trust. Yeah. Uh, so we have to kind of like kind of monitor them. Yeah. Uh, so we have one in the run right or in the grow room right now, and one that looks there's like a little um, vent at the lower at the lower corner with a screen with with a, with a screen. So like the animals can't get to the chickens inside the grow room, but they can just watch chicken TV. And every once in a while, Smudge will like. Uh, not not necessarily like try to attack it but it's like she's i i think she's more wanting to play but again we, we still don't trust our our fur babies with the feather babies yet right um the most that they have experienced each other is pretty much like just nosing while we're while we're holding a bird right um there was a time though when the the the, the chicks were like really small and they were they were able to walk through the through the through the um the, the, the dog bar, pen great the, the bars of the dog pen that we um that we used to temporarily watch them they were like and the dogs were super curious about them obviously and then I think one of them I think it might have been Dax or uh, Belana kind of like just like do 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 walked walked right walked through the bars and like I was trying to chase her and like Rocco was on the other side and she kind of walked over to, walked around the the the, the pen over to him he's kind of like nosed her back into the because you don't belong out here get back in so there I, I would like to think that he was hurting yeah and not like trying to not hurting uh, yes yeah so that we're still mindful of that yeah. so, yeah, I've seen a lot of people like go like 
oh, my dog just killed like 10 of my chickens. Like, um, that dog needs to be um, dealt with severely. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm kind of excited to, to, like, especially when the chickens get bigger, I think Smudge and Moxie will, will realize, like, oh, we're on the same playing field. Yeah. Um, and I think that'll be fine. Um, well, we definitely got to put the little little caps on, on all of um, all Smudge's meals. claws. Yeah. And can we get, like, a little, like, um, uh, muzzle for Moxie? Because that'd be fucking hilarious. You're not putting Moxie in a muzzle. No, I don't want her biting one of the chicks. Um, Plus, I want to see her walk around with a muzzle. We, we muzzle Rocket, kind of. That's not it's, a it's, muzzle. It's a head halter. It's a, well, it's like a lead kind of thing. Yeah. Right kind of thing. But it looks like a muzzle, so like people won't go freak out because oh my god, killer dog! He's like he, he's like he the wouldn't know what to do with like, anything. He's like, I want to be friends. Like he's dumb, but anyway. I love him. Anyway, um, so so far, what, what what you know our experience with chickens, like, you know, like you know, a little check in here. Like, how do you feel? Are you is it overwhelming or or what are you thinking? I mean, it's been really exciting. Um, yeah, they grow super fast. And, like, it's one of those things that you're like, yeah, they grow fast. Yeah, whatever. It's so much faster than you realize. Oh, I mean, they, it's, it's like you, they almost grow in front of your eyes. It's it's pretty wild. Um, but, like, overall, it's been relatively painless. Like, uh, the day we picked up Michael, we uh, we went went ahead and got the, the big bag of starter feed crumble. Mm. Um, and... Now, tell me why. I mean, I was like, like we got to get medicated. We're going to get medicated. I figured, like, you know, um, medicated is probably better. Mm-hmm. And then you were, like, adamant about not getting medicated. Because the, 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 the chicks that we're getting had, their, had gotten their shots. Yes. But, our, our, but why not? Why why, do, why were you eschewing? So eschewing our, our chicks came vaccinated, which means they were vaccinated for Merrick's Cosidosis. I'm probably not saying that one correctly. I don't see the spelling. And an, another one. And, and the big thing with the medicated food is um, basically the medicated food is what you feed your birds in lieu of them being vaccinated, essentially. At least vaccinated for the cosidosis. So it's it. So if you over medicate them, is that it? It nullifies. It or... nullifies the vaccination essentially. I I forget oh. what what the um, actual compound is. It starts with an A. Um, I feel like it's like aprolam or something like that. Again, okay. probably totally wrong. Um, but I know it starts with an A. But it's a. this compound that basically nulls your vaccine because there's there's too much in the bird. See, you didn't inform me of that, so that's why I was—I kept assuming medicated was like was was the shit. No, I kept on telling you that it it nulls your vaccine. Did you tell me that? I did. Was I zoning? Was Probably. I it happens. I um. So yeah, we went with non-medicated food because we got vaccinated birds. Um. And they're very fun to watch. They're they're entertaining as fuck. They're entertaining. Um. They're fun to to watch eat. Watch them develop their own little personalities. I'm like, I'm still kind of you know freaking out about like you know the the, the germs and the salmonella and the you know mm-hmm. so that that's kind of me but i'm very i'm I'm kind of like that i'm very like i'm i'm pretty germophobic we're, we're pretty fastidious when it comes to hand washing and yeah i mean we got we just ordered shoes so that they they, they are our run shoes they are only to be worn when we're about to walk into the run, take them off when you get out of the run, go back to your normal shoes. I got, I got sloggers made in the USA, 
uh, specifically for slogging through um, muck and things like that. Um, they're like not like muckers, which are like much, you know, big, heavy. Yeah, like like knee high, you know, very yeah. you know heavy um, mucking boots. Um, yeah. I went sloggers, with more of just like a basic like rubber Chelsea boot. You know, yours do not look. Um, yours look like multi-purpose. They, they also they, they look like those. Um, they look like those like dance shoes or something. You know, like <laughs> or like you, they look like something you would wear with like a leisure suit mm. in the seventies. I mean, Chelsea boots have. Uh, recently become more of like an actual boot that you wear. Mm. Whereas they used to be more just purposeful. Yeah, it's got that elastic on the side, which I figure like, uh, that's going to get all soaked and gross. Nope, it's waterproof. It's waterproof elastic. Mm. Anyway, so mine are like low. Mm-hmm. Or low cut. They're called sloggers. And I was kind of really annoyed because the women's uh, had like a lot of fun patterns. And stuff. There's one that even had like little chickens on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the men's were like, like black, brown. brown. And I was like, I was like, that's no Navy. fun. And I was like, I want like, you know, like, I would love, you know, my favorite color is rainbow. Yep. I would love a rainbow. They didn't have that. Hmm. So I, I got like a mottled black one. Yeah. And they, they fit amazingly well though. I mean, because I got like, I got like, I got like really white feet. Mm-hmm. And so um, get that from my dad. Um, he's got like blocks for feet, um, but they actually like they're like I picked the right size. Yeah. When you order that, usually you're like oh, ordering shoes, sometimes you have to order like two or three sizes. Yeah. And then they send the other ones back. Yeah. But anyway, so so like um, introducing introducing the um, the chickens to the manor um, to the rest of the weirdos um, with us. We've talked about us, but like uh, um, our other. Uh, animals, their reactions. The fish don't give a fuck. I mean, again, I think it was it was relatively painless. For a while, we had them in a tub in the bathtub in our bigger bathroom. And, like, I think the first couple days, I mostly kept the door closed. But once we built the, the top frame and, like, we knew that they weren't going to be going anywhere, blah, blah, blah. I built that frame, like, that day. That day, yeah, you did. Right. But, so... like, I kept the door closed for a couple days. But then after that, once, like, I kn- knew better like what the the dogs were doing like uh i i trusted them to like just go in and look at the birds and then they'd come back to us and well, that's that... because that because we used a um a costco tote bin mm-hmm. stores you know those the blacks with the yellow black and yellow, yellow lids. so we took the black one um it's one of the bigger ones that fits inside of a tub um and i just measured it and created while just like that moment while you're like settling the burbs in i was out front like a little was, hardware cloth holding frame thing. I made a frame that would like wrap around the uh, the outer lip, but then it had hardware cloth uh, covering it, so it became like a really kind of nice lid. Now I'm gonna try to like figure out if I can make that uh, as a uh, a door or lid to a um, tractor mm-hmm. for uh, for the chickens. And for those of you who don't know, a, a chicken tractor is like a, it's like a smaller um, coop and run. Um, it's just like a temporary run space. Basically. It's like a daytime thing, um, and it's it can vary depending on the number of chickens. But I was going to make it like about like two by two feet, or maybe like whatever the width of inside of our planter boxes we had. Uh, we built like we had like six six, six uh, four by eight planter boxes that we built out of redwood, which I, which I'll talk about um, in a future episode. 
but it'd be great to have one that could fit like inside there and then they like, put a couple in there and they can like go ja, 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 and like, like kind of like till the soil and everything. Yep, find lots of worms and slugs and things that we don't want in our... We want worms. We want the worms, want but the worms. They'll, they'll find all the slugs and things. Slugs and ticks and what have you. So, um, recently I saw the big rat, so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like, can we catch it and feed it to the chickens? I wouldn't, I, I don't trust that. Alright, we gotta figure out what to do with the rats, because I didn't realize we had a rat issue. I saw one crawl into the stone wall, the stone, the, 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 um, mm -hmm. block. Um, but this one's like, well, we're sitting out front, and it's kind of like underneath the succulents, underneath the kitchen window, kind of like, kind of like he ran out, had it in at least seven inches long not uh -huh. counting the tail uh -huh. it was a good size yeah definitely good size i'm like going like what the fuck it was i was like please be a squirrel but not a squirrel it was not a squirrel hmm. so and i know we bought some rat traps so like the ones that kill them i'm kind of like eh. and we did talk about i did so i was hoping i could find like something that had a snake but then again you mentioned like you know they might have eaten rat poison and stuff like that yeah so I'll probably have to exterminate them. I like the ones that are in the buckets. You know, you see on YouTube, they got a little, you make them out of like a, like a soda pop can on a string, and they put a peanut butter on the can, they kind of crawl out on top of it, and then fall into the bucket. Now, what they do is they put water there, and they swim around until they die, and they drown. I don't, that, I don't, I don't know if I can handle, but I don't want them running around either. The way I used to handle uh, um, catching, like, mice inside the house, um, the first time I did it when I was like, uh, I think I was like a teenager, it was back in Kansas City. Um, we had a big house my parents built, uh, and I had to deal with the with the uh, with the mice problem mainly because my dad, at the age of twelve, you know, he um, moved to um, get take a job in Korea. So when I was twelve, it was kind of like me and my mom and my younger sister, and so that was kind of us. And taking care of this house on a half acre uh, in Kansas City. Um, so anyway, with the rats, like, first thing I did was, like, I went to the store, like, oh, how can I handle these, these mice? Oh, we didn't have rats, we had mice. And so, um, it was field mice, because we're next to an empty field. Um, and so I got, I got poison. Mm-hmm. Put these little poison things out. Which, stupid idea, because they eat the poison, and they go off someplace and die. Mm -hmm. And then you start smelling, like, what is that? And then you start finding, like, um, you know, rotted, decaying co corpses of, yep. of mice here and there. Because, like, yeah, they usually find a way into your house to die yeah yeah and somewhere so like, in your attic so or that crawl was, space that was pretty or... gross going around scraping that up off the off the you know floors here and there so the next time i did it i used the, the, the mouse traps but I, I i'm squeamish about these kind of things i couldn't handle like dealing with like even like looking at the mouse, dead mouse and holding it and having to flip around so um what my trick was i would like set the trap and i like gently slide it into a paper bag that was lying on its side. And so then I would just walk up to each one, you know, on a daily basis, kind of like, kind of kneel down, kind of like, you know, bend over, take a quick peek, and if it was like, if I saw something brown there, I was like, okay. So I just grabbed the bag, you know, pinch it, and I was like, I was like, ah, arms length and go to the trash and go, <laughs> that's what I'm going yeah, like, to do. like, that's probably about what I would, that's what I would do. do. So, um, let's set the, let's set the rat traps. We have a couple somewhere. Don't yeah, we? we have, we have a few traps. We have some brown bags. Yeah, and like, I know they can eat chicks. I don't think they'll, they'll, I think the chickens now are old enough can defend themselves against a rat. I hope. I hope. Anyway. And so, uh, talk about, okay, so, so Smudge, I'm, I was concerned about Smudge because, um, A, she's a cat and it's like, you know, cats eat Tweety birds. And so I was like, hmm. And she's actually been curious. She's been very 
cautiously curious. You know, I feel like she still wants to eat them. Yeah, I feel like she might be playing us a little bit. She's trying to trick yeah. us. Yeah, to, it, lulling us into false sense of security. Yes. Oh, she, because she's she's like the cutest cat in the whole wide world. She's like, I would never hurt never the burbs. I would and never. And then we turn her head and she'd be like, <laughs> I, 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 I. she'd be like, what? They're just just, just pull out a drumstick and hand it back like, to us. Oh, man. Anyway, so that would, be, that would make very sad. So, yeah, um, it's going to be, it's, Smudge seems, seems very, very cautious, but also very curious. I'm not sure how that's going to pan out, but uh, I mean... We we are going to take it very cautiously and very slowly when it comes to actual introdu- introductions. Or leaving them alone. Or leaving them alone. Like there definitely will not be unsupervised right. time for um, quite a while. But Smudge is like a, like a huge Freddy cat. Yeah, she seemed... I was not expecting her to be as like skittish about them as she is. Well, remember when they first came? She totally ignored them. Mm-hmm. Totally ignored them when I like picked her up and took her into the bathroom with me to see them she was like nope nope i want no part of this i don't want this is it because you think they freaked her out i don't know that was interesting i, I think it's going to be okay once they become full size because they're going to be pretty much the same size they'll, they'll look they'll look bigger to lucky will be no, not lucky um a smudge so will smudge smudge will be way more to them but they're going to be taller so mm-hmm. to, to her they're going to look like big, giant, like, you know, pecky things. Yeah. And she's going to have, you know, we'll always have those little, like, claw covers on her front claws. Yeah. Now she can still bite, but that's, that's, that's another. Do they have cat muzzles? <laughs> yeah, try to get that cat in the muzzle. <laughs> that always. Um, but what's really interesting is um, Moxie, who is a, you know, kind of a rat dog, a, a ratter. Yeah, she's uh she's part miniature pincher. So yeah, she she is a uh, a notorious no, I mean, oh my god, when we first got her, she was digging all the time. She has stopped doing that. How do we get her to stop doing that? She doesn't have dirt anymore. Oh, that's right. We we gave them the dog run. Right, which is pretty much just like concrete and gravel. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be turf soon. So. When you first introduced Moxie to the birds, she I wasn't there, but you said she was like... She shaking. was nervous. Nervous? Or was she like excited? Like she was like, I, I think, must hunt them. I, I think it was a little bit of both. Because um, they were tiny. Yeah, I had, her, size. I had her on my lap and she was just violently vibrating. Like I... The, this, she growling? No, she wasn't growling. Like it, it's... She's chihuahua and miniature pincher like it was hardcore chihuahua shimmies hmm. like i i think it 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 caught her off guard she didn't know whether she should be afraid of them afraid of me if she did something wrong like but her instinct was to hunt and kill them i don't think like she she hasn't taken a snap at them or anything rocket did Ro- rocket like oh i don't know that it was necessarily taking a snap but he just um like made made a made a open his mouth. We never had to worry about our pets eating each other until now. Well, the the fish. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of a concern. It's like you know, you want you want them all to get along. Yeah, and and Rocket seems to be doing pretty well. Again, we're we we will not be leaving them unsupervised for quite some time. Um, 
I'm looking forward to seeing them um, interact like on either side of of the the run walls. Because it would be nice if we could let them free range in the backyard, and Moxie and Rocket could stay out there and kind of like kind of guard guard them and like you know make sure that they're they're good if i need to run inside for a second or yeah just like if there's a um, like a hawk or you know some predator or something like that like a because we have we do have we do um, have feral cats we have we have possums and we have raccoons Mm -hmm. uh so we don't have any like there's no we don't have any like mountain lions or uh, there are the occasional coyote sightings um, nearby. That was more prevalent in early pandemic when but they wouldn't get into the, our backyard. No. Our backyards, you know, pretty much secure. Yeah. Except for the like, you know, the little hole that like Smudge can crawl through out the one on our on our backside. Really, really succulents. No, I'm just trying to think of if I closed that gate the other day. <laughs> oh, good job. <laughs> All right, Oops. Well, maybe we'll check that after. Um, but yeah, um, uh, I I will probably do like short stints of letting them free range of you know, just here and there, but only supervised, um, for for the birds anyway, and then eventually, hopefully, be able to, you know, get get all the pets able to interact together safely. Um, again, still not leaving them unsupervised for for quite some time. Mm. Um. There, there will have to be a lot of trust built up there. So that's the current state of it. Um, follow us on uh, Instagram, the Weirdos Next, Weirdos Door, Next Door Podcast. Pod- Weirdos Next Door Podcast um, on Instagram, and we'll like uh, give you more updates. We'll, we'll, we'll throw out a bunch of pictures of like all the different, all the different birds and their names and stuff like that. That'll be fun. Um, and then follow along with us. We will give you an update on the chickens, probably, you know, and maybe. Maybe in a month or so, yeah, or a few weeks, depending on like you know we've got other things we want to talk about uh, for homesteading and also you know weird news you know and stuff like that. There's a whole lot of bad stuff going on, but for now we appreciate you listening. Uh, be sure to um, check us out on Facebook or uh, Weirdos on Mine. No, Weirdos on Facebook is, is the group name, and uh, um, you can email us at Weirdos Next Door Podcast at Gmail. Yep. We have a Patreon and a coffee, and those are the weirdos. Yeah, um, we haven't made them public yet because we're still trying to figure out what sort of tiers what we're we what have. we can give you back if you decide to right. to have, contribute lot, to our lot, causes. We have a lot of content that really isn't you know you know um, it's definitely NSFW, and we don't want everybody. It's, it shouldn't be public to, to everybody. So there's some that you know we would want to like hold back for our our. our you know, biggest supporters, the, even the ones who are like pony up and say like, "I'm an adult, I can handle this, I want this." They want, they need to consent to this. We don't want to just throw it out there. Yeah. So that was a big teaser because we're into some really weird shit. What? 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 Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. But mm-hmm. anyway, so thank you very much for listening to us. We we appreciate you. Um, um, I think we're up to four fans now. Woo! We are like they're like, probably still all my mom. <laughs> we love you, mom. Thank you. Um, and with that, we're going to sign off with our little ditty here. Smash your social mores with the weirdos next door. <laughs> that was great. It's still, it's still weird, but okay. That's what it's supposed to be. Anyway, 
Good night, y'all. Say good night. Good night.